Serena is Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to forum of every pay-per-view and special in between. You're going myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? I'm feeling good. We're on the march to heat wave. It's crazy looking at some of the stuff, and we'll talk about that in a minute and thinking that was a year ago in ECW time. Um, yeah, it was some great stuff to talk about. Yeah, and this week we are looking at episodes 320 and 321 of ECW Hardcore TV. We're still in nineteen ninety nine. I know, right? I thought there was a new Rushmore coming up. I think it's an interesting Rushmore as well. I think it might yeah. be one of the harder ones we've had to do. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see the similarities and divergence. I think there's only one rush. Is it only one Rushmore we've done that that we've had full sweep? I think it was. Yeah, I think there was one. Obviously, we've got the complete list in, so we can go through nearer. But um, yeah, I think there's only one where we sort of match it. So obviously, for newer fans of the show, every um, 25 of their episodes we do a Mount Rushmore to basically say who we think stood out in the last 25 episodes and is on the Mount Rushmore of those 25, basically. It's always an interesting conversation and we sort of like compare who our Mount Rushmore is against each other, see if there's any similarities and also make predictions for who we think would be on the next Mount Rushmore. So, um, And the disclaimer always is that this is not wrestlers we like. It's not wrestlers that we're, we're necessarily fans of. It is wrestlers who are ever present on the the the, the show and on the TV, uh, right. which is why Public Enemy appeared on my list so many times. But um, yeah, we're only a few weeks away from doing that, so that's that's a good show that's coming up. On to Mount Rushmore of ECW, the Black Daddies. Um, yeah, so nineteen ninety nine episode three hundred and twenty. July? July. 13th of July, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 13th of July. We saw highlights of what happened between Taz, Steve Carino and Cyrus from last week. Uh, we did speak about it quite a lot on last week's show because pretty much really only the story. Quick version. Carino turned up. Cyrus says, Taz isn't here. You should be his protege. Steve Carino's like, I can do that, brother. Fold his arms. I can do suplexes that I can't pronounce. Did all this. Taz basically saw Cyrus said, who's there and what about me? Cyrus said, Steve Carino. Steve Carino came out. Taz came out. And um, everyone's acting like they were swerving everyone. Yep, everyone's a mark. Everyone's laughing at everyone. Everyone's having a great time with it. But everyone, everyone, everyone. Discuss it in a lot more detail last week. Speaking of things that we discussed in a lot more detail, we then had about a 15-minute video package on Heatwave 1998. Uh, this is probably, at this point, I don't know, so we'll go for them more as we go, probably ECW's greatest pay-per-view. Obviously, we've got a whole yes. show dedicated in the archives, which is well worth checking out, in my humble opinion. Um, but, yeah, just basically rundowns everything that happened last year's show. Still sort of absolutely fantastic. I mean, um, RVD and Sabu... The tag team match against Hayabusa and um, I always want to call him Hakushi, but no, I can't. Um, so yeah, that uh, trying to think. Oh, it still is Hakushi, isn't it? But Jerry, um, Jerry Lynn versus 
just incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, um, at their their end of their summer series. Yeah, um, which was funny because um, some of these matches feel a lifetime ago, like yeah. um, Dudley Boys versus Tommy Dreamer and Sandman. Uh, I got a little bit nostalgic for Sandman being in there, laid out as he was for pretty much that entire year. Um, but yeah, then you have like Just Incredible and Jerry Lynn, knowing that we saw it not long ago. And then, spoilers, people, um, there's an interaction next show on this as well. Yeah. So some things feel as if, you know, the world has happened in between here and there. And some things feel as if it's just a couple of days ago. Yeah, no, it's... Um... It's kind of weird, like I said, how it sort of flows in and out so sort of quickly. You know, you, you do forget about a lot of them, but also um, there's just um, yeah, some great, great ranches, really, with uh, stacked cars. Yes. That's it. Well worth going back and listening to us chat about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I, I, so. I think you're right. At this point, I think I'd agree that it's probably the best ECW pay-per-view that we have seen to date. I mean, there's been standout matches, but I think as a complete show, it yeah. seems like it's there. And but Heatwave '99 is is on its way. Yeah, I mean, that could fast change. I mean, next up we have Takamisha Noku versus El Musco. Just call it El Musco. The, the Mosquito of Mercy, wasn't it, or something? Yes. Yeah, um, I'm so, still surprised that Tucker's around here. To be honest. Well, I mean, they, they, they talk a lot about him being this international superstar and, you know, flying around and, and all the rest of it. So I don't know whether they're, like, laying the groundwork for him going off and doing something else. But um, me too. I mean, he's, he's, it, it, it's far more of a... I knew, again, back to our kind of... Was he an ECW kind of uh, trivia? Well, that's the thing. Obviously, I always remember him being at Bailey League with a BWO coming over to... Kai and Tide DX and all that sort of thing. That didn't really shock me. But, um, yeah, this, I didn't. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't realise he was around for the super crazy Tajiri time. And I didn't realise how much he was around for that. Uh, to the point where he is in a feud, officially, with uh, super crazy. Um which they reassure us is far from over. So that's good. Well, I'm just reading on his um, Wikipedia. Um, returns in 1909, defeated Papachillo, also wrestled Super Crazy Hardcore Heaven, teamed with um, Tajiri, went on to have a rematch with Super Crazy, uh, ending in a victory for Super Crazy, lost against Jerry Lynn. His last two matches were against the old Mosquito. We basically so got this, two wins. This could be it then. Is what you're is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, basically. This this could be him. He could, could be, be done. Him. Maybe one more match if that, but if not, that's um that's him. And then um I think he goes off because Kyanti I think still goes on to two thousand one. And then obviously yeah, so I think he must go back to um, goes back to the Fed because yeah he was in um, the Royal Rumble two thousand 
when the Dudley boys are there against the Hardy boys in the table match, he keeps coming in, doesn't he? He keeps getting thrown out because that's where he did his shoulder in. Yeah. So he's he's definitely part of... They must have just sent him maybe as a favour or just to sort of... When's, when's Kai and Ty doing the Indeed gimmick? I think that's that sort of time. That's, I thought, 2000. Sort of 2001. I thought. Yeah, so um, I guess it's off to do that kind of thing. Yeah, because I think 2003, he's back in all Japan. So it can't be um, that long. Yeah, I want to say that Bruce Pritchard's in TNA by about 2005. Yeah, so so it must be about 2000, 2001. It's his last basic thing he does, doesn't he? Because... Old Fanaki keeps it going for a while by himself. If I remember correctly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, gone from him being surprised he's around, seeing that he's just leaving everywhere very soon. He's got a couple of years left. But um, let's just appreciate Tucker. There we go. Um, so that happens. Yeah, spoiler. We just said, obviously, he wins with the Mishinoku driver. Not his best match he's had, but still a decent match. Um, I've enjoyed them showcasing him, especially showcasing him more than what the, the Fed have done in recent times. So, yeah, five. Got no problem with this match. No, I mean, it was fine. Um, it's, it's interesting that they're kind of um, expanding out slightly. So, you know, you've got a couple more kind of lucha style and a couple more kind of Japanese style in the mix. Um, but no, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was fine. It wasn't anything uh, huge. Yeah. Um, do you know who Taka Mishinoku and Kai and Tai uh, defeated uh, on their last match on WWF TV? Um, too cool. It's a very good guess. It is WWF jacked. So, you know, oh, quite right. But um, just incredible and Raven. Oh, wow. October 2001. That's bloody weird, isn't oh. it? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's obviously invasion, isn't it? Sure. Um. It must be after invasion. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't. They wouldn't have teamed until the alliance kind of. So I was basically looking. I'm not sure how much heat is on the Fed, but when it all finishes, heat seems to be the more ECW show because that's the one where it's sort of the Impact players would team up Stevie together. Night heat. Yeah, exactly. Stevie Night Heat. Uh, Raven was facing. Dreamer on there in parts. Um, RVD and Jerry Lynn had their only Fed match on there on Heat. So, um, yeah, it'd be worth sort of checking out bits yeah, of that. Yeah, it is, it is um, him and Raven forming a team under the Alliance until they lost at some Survivor Series. That's uh, 2001. Yeah, so that happens also... Um, Mike Awesome and Spike Dudley fight on Heat as well. 
So um, yeah, it's interesting ones happen on heat. It seems to be a lot more mm. of matches sort of of ECW interesting to happen over there. So we might fucking get there. Yeah, we might get fucking. It's worth keeping an eye on, isn't it? Um, so that will happen. Joe Styles talks talks about Tommy Dreamer doing a phone call. But I don't think we ever got this phone call, did we? The the. Because we got Lance the Lance Storm, Storm phone call. We never yeah. got the Tommy Dreamer phone call. No. We got we... Lance Storm twice on yeah, the phone. It... There was a Tommy Dreamer phone call, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, thought, I thought he did, but... Yeah, he did. The but... um, Fed thing. Yeah, just very weird. I don't know if he just said something so extreme that they had to cut it from the show. Maybe. Or maybe it was bad connection and... Because... <laughs> Dreamer was doing his whispering kind of promo. It just didn't come across on the phone. <laughs> um, we did get a phone conversation My from Lance Storm, like you said. Reminiscence of Marty Janetti. <laughs> Phoning it in. <laughs> I didn't think of that, but yeah, that was, that was, yeah. Classic extreme. Oh, Janetti phoning it in. Um, yeah, so basically, basically, Lance Storm is just there. He turns around and he's very much just like, I've beaten Tommy Dreamer. Talks about saving Jerry Lynn and says, you know, Jerry owes him. So obviously, you can see this starting to turn into a good deed storm. So now it's actually moving into an angle. Which I'm really pleased with because that, for me, makes far more sense than the where they started this two weeks ago in ECW time of um, Jerry Lynn. You know, Lance Storm saved his life. What a guy! Yeah. Um, so I love I love the fact that it's kind of I mean uh, you know we'll we'll skirt over the fact that two weeks after this pay per view. He's saying uh, after after rushing him to A and E or the ER in America um, because of a fractured skull and blood coming out of his ears uh, that they're turning around and going. Two weeks later, they're saying, "Oh, I can see you back in the ring. Good job." All right, um, but um, yeah, no, I, I I far prefer the uh, you know. I did something because I know I'm going to get something from it rather than it was just, it was just the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it makes, it does make a lot more sense. Um, it's good to see them turn it into an angle with yeah. sort of like a, you owe me angle that sort of plays out throughout. Um, we get a Gert division Dudley's promo. I must admit, I wasn't massively a fan of the segment at all. There's basically no. Dudley's there, them sort of saying, Ball's by himself, he doesn't have a partner. Then sort of went back and forth multiple times with them clicking that Ball's was by himself. So, because Jerton, Joel Gerton got burnt in the face, yeah. he now, for some reason, speaks like the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. So it's all kind of... <laughs> Um, which apparently they can understand, or at least sign guy Dudley can understand because he was talking a lot in this one. Um, 
and apparently the the thought was that he was talking about three hundred pound white women taking them back to his hotel room. Yeah, but he can't because that's Devon's. Yeah, uh, that's what Devon does, which was fine. Yeah. Um. Then um. Something about a bait and switch that they kind of decided they couldn't talk about. Uh, and then Balls Mahoney and the fact that he is alone in his dressing room. And he's always alone in his dressing room because he's a funny guy and he drinks far too much. Yeah. So no is. one wants to be around him. Yeah, which is fair. Um, but no. it turns out he's in the shower and he's on his own in the shower and his partner's not around. So the Dudleys can beat him up. Despite they've beaten him up loads in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, put him through a flaming table a week ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. And they're, they're taking him out of a match that's not happening as well. I understand if they, if this was prior to the Axel Balls tag match. match. but they've Well, this is of... the thing. I mean, the next match that Balls Mahoney's got on his agenda is a, a hardcore match with Axel Rotten, isn't it? believe so yeah that, that we were promised because you know damn it we'll 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 bleed for you and we'll fight for you yeah like triple threat versus the eliminators um but yeah so they they go into the they go into the showers to beat up balls mahoney um there's a whole conversation about how they're going to do it yeah. And the decision is that you put soap in his eyes, therefore he's blinded, and therefore you can attack him two on one when it's a surprise attack and you've both got chairs. Um, there are a lot of jokes about soap in the shower. Yeah. Um, none of them age well. <laughs> and then we attack... Balls Mahoney. And my biggest takeaway from this is Balls, oh, Balls Mahoney gets laid out by one chair shot. So this chair swinging freak who we've seen take, you know, multiple, 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 multiple chair shots from the Dudleys. Uh, one chair shot and he's cut open, he's on the floor and he's just, he's done. That's all it took. Yeah. Uh, but my big takeaway is Balls Mahoney showers in his pants. <laughs> Like a true hardcore swinging freak that he is. He's he's not swinging anywhere. He's got his pants on. He's got his pants on. Um, yeah, no, it was it, it was an interesting take. I mean, um, oh, and then some guy Dudley gives him two dollars because he loved it. I, I kind of feel like, obviously, that you had a lot of fun. Um. The pay per view with the ongoing Dudley take people out story, uh, and I kind of feel like they wanted to rekindle a little bit of that magic, if it as it were, you know. And uh, obviously, it just didn't really didn't pan out. I don't think it was too short of a segment. It wasn't really that amazing. I think the problem is if you want to do that, then. Every single ingredient you had, you have. So you've got a burnt Joel Gertner with a, a, a 
and a, a vendetta. Yeah. You've got him creating a hit list. You could have him giving the money and then yeah. you could have them beating up Balls Mahoney. Um, they, they obviously did a good job popping the boys when they were mucking around with everyone. And so now they've kind of gone heavy into comedy. Yeah. Rather than uh, just kind of going on what they need to. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Um, that's it. I, I, yeah, I just found the whole thing confusing. I mean, it's not crap. It's just um, it's just a weird step for that leads, in my opinion. It's just to get um, on the show. Yeah. And, and it's out of context with the rest of the show. And it's kind of out of context with what they're doing because it's so much comedy compared to everything else. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of out of context of the storyline they're in with Balls Mahoney and all the rest of it. Um, so if you want to beat up Balls Mahoney because you enjoy beating up Balls Mahoney, cool. You want to beat up Balls Mahoney because he's burnt um, Joel Gertner's face? Cool. You want to beat him up because he's in the wrong place. Cool. But it was kind of like not really any of the above. Yeah, no, agreed. It just sort of, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. Just it sort, yeah. Of, sort of plays a part. But then again, in the same level, you sort of feel like it almost didn't need to because I guess the feud was already there, wasn't it? So, yeah. Didn't really need to sort of go down this. Sort of round the same way, but, um, but they're they're already winning the feud, so they didn't even need to like get revenge on something. No, you know, it wasn't the revenge for putting Joel Gertner, burning Joel Gertner's face, putting him through a flaming thumbtack table, and breaking up the the, the tag team. Yeah, basically. Oh well. Oh well. Um, not still back on the phone. Basically, the Dudleys are running away from them. Yes, uh, they get too much TV time. Yeah, this is fair. Um, Jerry Lynn versus Tony DeVito. Um, I didn't massively mind this match. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement on it. I mean, um, yeah, it wasn't, you know, as good as a match as some of the recent ones. I, I found it weird with the ongoing Lynn storyline about him potentially fracturing his skull and all this, that he was sort of back on TV, maybe this fast. But um, I don't know. I guess it's sort of is what it is. Yeah. I mean, my favorite bit in this match was not in the match. Um, it's fine. It Again, it's probably better than it had any right to be. Yeah. Because uh, Jerry Lynn's out there trying to do stuff. Um, the referee's positioning on a couple of it was, wasn't quite right. Um, a couple of things felt as if they were slightly a step out of line on things, but you know, wasn't awful. Um, solid enough match, yeah, yeah, it was solid enough match. So, yeah, that happened. Obviously, Lynn picked up the win. RVD and Lynn then have a quick exchange outside the back. Basically, sort of aggressively phrasing each other. I think I'd say it like that. It's a respect angle, folks. I do love a good respect angle. It's been a minute, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I do love a good respect angle. 
<laughs> so they have the respect angle. Um, yeah, basically then RVD just music's hit and he's like, that's it, my music's playing, I've got to go. And he goes. Yeah, and, yeah. And as simple um, as that, really, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a a, a, a good interaction. Um, yeah, it was it was yeah. I, I, I it was my favourite part of the match was the interaction between the two of them. Um, I like that RVD is still quite disrespectful, still quite kind of you know um, flippant with him. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I it was it was good. It was it was I, it was my favorite part of the the match. It may have been my favorite part of the show, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I like it. RVD is very much just like, oh, it's good to see you start picking up wins again, kind of sort of mockery in it all. And like you said, it's kind of quite sort of cold the way they sort of played that because that was very much the way it sort of felt, wasn't it? Just like. Was real sort of like oh good to see you sort of win again, kind of bit. So yeah, it was fine, and then um, that ends that ends the show. Twentieth um, of July, nineteen ninety nine, episode three hundred and twenty one. It kicks off with a balls Mahoney interview from basically reflecting on what happened last week. What do you think about this? You're a newsman, are you? Come on, let's make some news. You're a newsman, are you? Come on, let's make some news. Yeah, he's off to find the Dudleys. He does find someone special, though. He does find someone special. Um, Steve Carino is then did, in the did room. Did you catch who he pelted with the chair? No, who did he catch? So there was a guy who walked up and kind of went to shake his hand and he kind of clocked him with the chair. And Steve Prezak, who's with him, said, oh my God, that was C.W. Anderson. Didn't even enjoy. I didn't even click. Uh, we have our first enforcer sighting. Well, I was going to say we, we can't be far off. Um, the end. The end. No, um, the new Dangerous Alliance, isn't it? Yeah. Because obviously, once the Dudleys disappear, which again isn't wow. light years away, three months, two months. Yeah, obviously. Um, I want to say October. Obviously, he goes and joins old sign guy, becomes Louis dangerously, didn't he? And forms the new thing. So that's all um... bubbling along. And yeah, so that was that was C.W. Anderson that we uh, saw gets clouted. Great little cameo. Be interesting to see his first match. Can't be coming up soon. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Basically, Carino's in the ring, doing a promo like he's sort of done a few times. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm torn with these Carino promos at this point. Obviously, I've done the comparisons the last couple of weeks about him and Stevie Richards, and I still, still stand by that at this point. Yeah. I just don't know how else to really... Sort of so I, I, I love... I, I still love Steve Carino and, and what he's doing. It's it's uh, he's he's being made to be a little bit of a goof more than I would like. Uh, and again, you know, this goes back to my rant last week of um, 
this weird kind of, you know, we're shooting except simple things like people watching the TV doesn't happen. So yeah. no one in the last week, last two weeks at this point, has, wise, has wised Steve up to the fact that Cyrus is, is you know, making a joke out of him. Um, to the point where it's like, oh, you know, I was fed bad information from the boys. You know, someone stooged me, man. Um, and all of the inside terms still. And it's kind of like, you know, that's, that's cool, except, you know, how many times are you going to get caught on the same thing and how many times is Taz going to get, you know, um, manipulated into the same thing. Um, and, and this is all just trying to hide the fact that Taz doesn't have a feud at the moment. Your world champion doesn't actually have a challenger. Um, so it's all a little bit kind of weird. Um, Steve on the mic's great. Um, you know, he's still really, really good on, on everything. Uh, he runs down because they're in, in um, um, you know, Mid-South territory where the Crockett's made it big and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he's in the ring running down the names of, of all these wonderful talents who have been in this. And I was hoping that that was going to be him kind of starting to talk about how he is the king of the old school. Uh, yeah. But we're not there yet. Um it was just a love letter to, to Mid-South and, 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 you know, Crockett Promotions, which feels really weird for the company who threw down the NWA championship and shat on that legacy um, for them to now pay homage to it. feels really weird. And this is one of two promos that does that. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like it. I like it that his appendix was playing up the moment when Taz came in the ring. I loved him begging because he's got a wife and a young kid. He doesn't want to die. Yeah. Um, I just need some kind of cheap shot heel stuff rather than him being a doofus. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, I mean, obviously it doesn't last for... Um doesn't last for long does it we know it sort of like fades out we know it sort of gets good and all that but it's just um i don't know i think i just get excited because i just want to get to the network and things like that sort of so quickly where, yeah when and we're not is, far yeah well the truth is i just need to appreciate and enjoy because obviously it's what we're doing but obviously you know we, we haven't hidden the fact about the whole thing i'm such a massive uh, steve carino fan i'm just kind of so excited to get involved with all that stuff again but um yeah i mean his his hair's still the wrong color yeah um you know we're not far but it's um it's still he's still i mean you know the amount of time he's been given the amount of of mic time he's been given tv time he's been given um you know they obviously saw something in him fairly early on and he will be your future ECW champion, he declares. It's a bold statement. Where did he, he get there, eh? Let's find out. Yes, Can he does. Make... This is a 20-year-old promo. Oh, yeah, I suppose we can't really do that whole pretending thing. It's cool, though, sometimes. It is. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. Um, yeah, so that all happens. I mean, that, that's fine. Um, basically, yeah, so obviously, so Taz comes out, interrupts him. They have all the sort of normal spiel. Taz is getting frustrated. 
Steve Carino's very much like, here's your opponent, nothing comes out. I'm guessing he's sort of alluding to Chris Candido again. He yeah. Sort of, he sort of mumbles, but I don't think he really sort of full says Candido. No. So, um, but yeah, sort of teases basically, so it could be Candido again. Here's your opponent's opponent eventually. Spike Dudley's music hits, and we get... Um, the match everyone's been waiting to see. Um, yeah, something like that. I, I thought it was quite, quite strange. What did you think of uh, Taz versus Spike Dudley? I didn't. No? I didn't do it for me. Um, you know, Taz kills him. Cool. I, I, you know, I don't know why Spike Dudley's out there. Um, there's no, there's no build up for any of this. Again, let's find someone for Taz to feud with. You know, there's, there's, there's people around. There's good people around. There's, fuck, bring someone in just for a shot. Whatever you want to do. But this is creeping death at the moment. You know, Cyrus and Steve Carino and the the big match is is Spike Dudley. Yeah, I mean, again, even to the point where I felt like he's been built up. The I want to say so strong, but he's been kind of kept fairly strong for a period of time. Spike, isn't he? Spike, yeah. And, and this thing, you know, he's been the giant killer, um, and the only people who really have kind of you know got his number and beaten him up are the, are the Dudleys usually oh. as part of a tag team usually whatever else but um, yeah that's the thing it, it's and it's just weird that you would do this match and yeah just just odd yeah it's just odd and obviously you know Taz, Taz does win I mean but again this could have with the build that Spike have had with you know some of the giant killing that he'd done, they, they could have technically got away with this at a pay-per-view if they wanted to go down that sort of route. Or at least a special. Or... Yeah, I mean, something with 30 seconds worth of build. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I felt like it was there and it could have been there. It was not sort of light years away of having a bit where it, it would be sort of fairly interesting to people, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, as, as they did it at the moment, it just kind of, you know, it didn't really help either of them. It didn't really do anything for either of them. Um, yeah. Meh. Yeah. I don't think it really helped any of them. But yeah, Taz won. Uh, we then get Jerry Lynn versus David Cash. It's a young looking guy, this David Cash. He looks he like is. a child. Or a sort of kid, cute. maybe. <laughs> Yeah, so of course, obviously, this is Kid Cash uh, making a return to ECW. Obviously, he had that crazy long uh, sort of Jericho name before, didn't they? When we had yeah. everyone's name, all sort of thing. So uh, this is him returning. I feel like we're getting a more aggressive Jerry Lynn at this point. Yes. But um, still all very enjoyable. Um, I, when I, it took me a while to work out who he was because, um, I thought he was part of, and I'm trying to remember the team's name. Is it Future Shock or York and Matthews or, um, do you remember that tag team that kind of comes into ECW in a little while? 
What is it? There's a tag team that comes into ECW in a little while. It's like um, York and Matthews or Future Shock or something like that. Yeah, York and Matthews come in. Yeah. Um, and I, the, from, the, the, from the outfit, um, I thought it was one of those two originally. I thought it was like Christian York. Um, and uh, it took me a minute to work out that no, it's not. It's, it's, it's Kid Cash. Um, so, yeah, really, um, uh, really good match, you know, really solid. Um, uh, and as you said, you know, that, that more aggressive Jerry Lynn just kind of going after it. Yeah, it's a more aggressive Jerry Lynn, obviously. I'm guessing this is leading to the whole sort of Lance Storm sort of promos and stuff like that we've seen. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Obviously losing to RVD twice and everything else. They're trying to push on this Jerry Lynn character. And the disrespect. And the disrespect. And um, again, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying to see where they go with at this point. I, I feel it's giving more of an edge to someone rather than just him being a great worker, you know? Yeah. And I mean, one of the criticisms I had fairly early on with, you know, a year ago with Jerry Lynn was, you know, this kind of, you know, incredibly stale white meat baby face. Of, oh, golly gosh, I'm just really pleased to be here and I'm going to give him my best. And, you know, with, with God above and my good Lord by my side, then maybe I'll be able to upturn the apple cart. But, you know, if I don't, then that's okay because I'll know I've tried. Um, yeah. To a little bit more of a kind of like, no, actually, I'm, I'm the new fucking show. I'm, I'm, I should be here. You're, yeah. you're not on my level. Yeah, no, massively. And um, like I said, I, I think it's, um, I think it's great. I think it's great to watch him evolve and get a bit more of a character and more promo time and all this, rather than just like you said, throw him out and, and a chip on his shoulder, chip on his shoulder. Yeah, all of it. So it's decent. He does, of course, pick up the win. Um, but yeah, promo from Danny Dorian and Roadkill. I found this a very strange promo. I found this a very unenjoyable promo, dare I say. Yeah, I mean, so this is number two of the um, roll call of the greats of, yeah. of Mid-South and, and all the rest of it. This time it's tag teams. Um, and, you know, it's set up for, for it looks like Roadkill's going to say something and what he actually says is chickens. Um, and then Danny Doring sells it as if he said something hugely emotional. Um, let's move on. <laughs> uh, we, the, basically, before that, we saw... Did Jerry get put for a table by Big Sal quickly? Yes. Yeah, then it sort of leads into the match. Um, I, I can't lie, this sort of match, it confused me because I, well, I wasn't sure who was supposed to be in the match. Well, so the match was meant to be super crazy versus Tajiri. Yeah. However, after the match a little while ago where Tajiri beat little Guido. Yeah. The, the FBI come out and take their revenge and big Sal puts Tajiri through the table. Super crazy is annoyed by that. So ends up having a match with little Guido. Yeah, which is is good and solid and enjoyable. Uh, Tajiri recovers, at which point it's made into a three way dance. 
Okay. And then the freeway dance lasted about 30 seconds. Yeah. So um, Tajiri comes in. Uh, they then double team and take out Guido within like 30 seconds. And then Tajiri beats Super Crazy. Yeah, simple. Easy as that, I guess. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it worked. I mean, it keeps them all in the loop together, which was, which is the main thing to take from this, really, wouldn't it? That's sort of what they wanted. They wanted them all sort of still in the loop and all sort of still going together as it happens. Yeah. So, I mean, the only bit that I, I felt a little bit sorry for, um, and again, this is, you know, ECW, we always live up to our stipulations and all the rest of it. Apparently, in this area that they were at, um, fans were able to vote for the match that they wanted. Yeah. Um, and they voted for um, the hottest feud of the beginning of 2019, um, Super Crazy versus Tajiri. Yeah. Personally, that shocks me because surely you've had enough of that on TV. But all right, I understand, you know, if you're there, you know, what a match to see live. Exactly. Yeah. They got that match for about 90 seconds. Yeah. And the stuff that little Guido was doing was super crazy, was really good. Um, you know, all of, you know, we know Guido can work. We know he, he works so well. His style compared to the others is, you know, really good to watch. So it's not as if they didn't have a good match, but they didn't have the match that they voted to say they wanted to see. Yeah. For more than 90 seconds. So that felt a bit cheap. It's, like you said, it's just, it's so weird to just bring so much emphasis to that if you're just not going to do it. Really, isn't it? Yeah. Because why bring attention to it if you just have no intention of actually, say, delivering sort of that for people? But, um, yes, that happens. We then suddenly cut to just incredible outside the ring doing a promo directed towards the Dudleys who are already in the ring. Um, basically saying he's not impressed about them beating RVD and Sabu and the way they're going on about it and saying that RVD ducking him and he's sort of dipping out a fuse of everyone at this point. Yes. Um, you know, you're running scared of uh, at some point those tag team belts will be around the the the, the wastes of, of myself and, and Lance Storm and that's not just the coolest and whatever. Uh, yeah, just kind of, you know, we've got Taz with no fuse, we've got Just Incredible with 12. It's just weird because they've got enough talent all over to do this, but I, I, it almost feels like they're trying to keep everyone strong that they're sort of not putting people against each other. And I feel it almost sort of backfires because before they get a chance to really pull the trigger, everyone's gone. Yeah. I mean, you know, so the, the one of the, the conversations that's always kind of happened is the reason why Vince McMahon doesn't like tag team matches is that's, Four top-notch performers in one match. Yeah, um, and you kind of look at this and kind of get his point because at Heatwave we have the Impact players versus Jerry Lynn and RVD. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of talent there in one match. That's three matches you could have had there basically. So that's you know you could have had RVD versus Jerry Lynn again. Or you yeah. could have had 
one versus one and, you know, RVD versus either one of the other two and Jerry Lynn versus whoever wasn't in there. Um, if you've done RVD versus Jerry Lynn, then you can have Credible versus Taz or Storm versus Taz. You can have the other one versus, you know, anyone else you want. Um, uh, hell, you could have them against Tajiri or, or Super Crazy if you wanted. Um, so there's so much you can do, but it's all kind of smudged into the same match. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like I said, I get it, and it it, it does all um, doesn't make sense. It's just it's just weird. So basically, this this brings out Bill Alfonso, who then basically yeah. cuts the promo, tells um, just incredible that he banned Sabu, and if Sabu wasn't banned, he'd be in this arena and put him for a table. Because there's that feud as well. That's that feud for just incredible as well. It's fine. Another feud for him. So he's got that one to look forward to as well in the future, which I think happens in November to remember 98. I'm only correct. But yeah, so that's sort of there or thereabouts. And then um, told the Dudleys that RVD's coming and we then sort of get Devon versus... their ass. Yeah. Then get um, RVD versus Devon for the TV title. Yeah, now, I mean, bearing in mind this is RVD who apparently has come out to challenge the Dudleys and Devon. Yeah. Why? Well, this is it. This is what well, I don't know because it's all a bit flippy floppy, isn't it, really? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it just is. It, I mean, it could be revenge because, you know, Devon managed to pick up the win, which won the tag championships from them. I yeah. mean, it's not, it's not stated, it's forgotten, but could be. Um, and this thing, it's just kind of like, you know, that's a very, again, you know, upstanding white meat baby face thing to do of just like, you know, and I'm going to have a match with you. Why is the champion having to chase down challenges yeah I mean especially not I me mean, not just any champion as a champion that hasn't lost in over a year yeah so you've got Jerry Lynn aiming for him you've got the impact players both aiming for him you'll have anyone else aiming for him um skull von crush you know I think he earned a rematch after last week's match um yeah. yet he's chasing the Dudleys Especially when you've reasons. got people like Just Incredible literally just said that he's dodging him. Yep. Well, Surely, to challenge the Dudleys. Yeah, would you not be tempted to sort of almost put, put that your, to rest? Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. Come on then, let's go. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm just wrong. I just, that's what I thought. No, so this thing, it's just kind of like, I, I don't, totally understand why that's the decision. Um, it just feels a little bit kind of like, you know, and of course he would then challenge, why, why, why would he? 
Um, but that's where, that's where we are. You know, just an excuse to get into a match. Cool, let's go. Basically, yeah. Um, so we did get a match. The match wasn't awful. Just the standard kind of RVD, D-Vod match that you'd expect from it all. It all went slightly more crazy uh, near the end. I think that's the main point I guess we've got to sort of focus on here because that's where it does sort of become. Yeah, so the the um, RVD's holding his own. I mean, it's a good match. It is a, a very good match. Um, RVD's yeah. holding his own. Um, uh, lovely hanging neck breaker uh, into a chair from... Um, uh, from the the second turnbuckle from Devon, which was really good, and and you know got a holy shit chant from the crowd. Um, really, kind of you know built up to the referee getting bumped and Devon uh, Bubba Ray coming in, power bomb neck breaker combo. Uh, looks like they're going to steal it, and out comes Balls Mahoney for his revenge. Um, manages to 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 beat up Bubba Ray. Holds the chair for the Van Daminator. Van uh, puts on the referee shirt to, peer, to count the pin. Van Dam then realizes that it wasn't Fonzie holding the chair; it was Balls Mahoney, um, and they all get a bit funny. Yeah, they all get a bit funny. They sort of all look at each other for a while, and then proceed to sort of like fight, like fairly instantly. Um, RVD missing RVD ended up basically taking a chair shot from Balls were only and getting laid out yeah so does this mean Balls Mahoney's now in the mix for the television championship well yeah I mean he's got to be but again it, it, it's kind of strange because it's a few he wasn't going it's a match that's not happening at the pay-per-view again so it's all kind of all just going back to being like I don't understand, like your 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 issues with the Dudley boys. Uh, you've taken them out, but I don't know why you just. I just. I don't. I, I. I get it, and I don't get it all in one kind of hit with all this. And I think that's that's a a, a fair um, frustration. I think is probably where I'd go with it. Um, I mean, it is. It's 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 great to see these things interwoven, and the, the you know you know the, the fights kind of pick up and all the rest of it. However, mm-hmm. at the same time, um, do we do we really need to to have this so interwoven? Can't we have something that kind of breaks out a little and has a little bit of gap for itself, just to just to kind of resonate and play through? Well, I mean, that's what I'd think personally. I felt like you'd need a sort of whatever, like a little sort of something to break it up. And I don't know, just not have everyone feuding with everyone apart from the main eventer who should be feuding with someone. It's just, it's, it's, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Bulls and RVD, the thing is, they always have great matches. It's not like. It's not exciting. It's just sort of not Linear. needed at this point. That I felt like to have the realization is fine, 
to have sort of an awkward like stare, like why has this happened? Is fine. Um, to then have an exchange to leave an RVD getting sort of completely laid out, maybe I don't get so much. But it just could yeah. be me. No, and I, I I do think that's fair because you know we've teased Geraldine and RVD, we've teased. Yeah. Um, Lance Storm and RVD. We've teased Just Incredible and RVD. We've teased Bubba and RVD, Devon and RVD. Yeah. So Balls Mahoney's the one who lays him out and is standing over him at the end of the, the show. I mean, how far down the the pecking order of of title matches and feuds is is Balls Mahoney? Well, yeah, I mean, he's literally just lost the tag team title. But it's what we said, though. He's literally just lost the tag team title match, had to lose his tag team, and somehow, well, then I guess you've got to work yourself into a feud. Probably just massively overthinking it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, but he's got a feud. He's, he's still getting beaten up by the Dudleys. So he needs to find someone else because he can't use his old partner and he's going to go after the Dudleys and chat the tag. Yeah. I just, yeah, like I said, I, don't, I didn't get why. And you could have a stare down and you could have a, uh, you know, that, that uneasy kind of like, oh, what's going on? Um, and you could do the enemy of my enemy is my friend and you could do, you know, I, I don't understand why you've laid him out. Yeah, no, like, like I said, I just, I mean, personally on my sort of, Sort of bit. I, I I just felt that last chair shot wasn't needed. I think the close of the show didn't need to be RVD down, but like I said, it might just be me being me. Mm. Um, I don't think it is. Overall, as a show, what did you think overall? Um, they were enjoyable. Um, it was kind of lots of nothing. Yeah, uh, unequal measures. Um, I think that you could probably skip these two and not miss out anything huge. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I think it's the strongest weeks that we've had. But at the same time, you know, the, the stuff that happened was 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 decent. Yeah, I mean, it's that's the thing from like from like a story thing. Like I said, they weren't massive shows, but. Um, like you said, they they were interested in our shows. I mean, there's there's some cool bits on them. Yeah, but um, I think yeah, so. Yeah, but we have had better. Um, what is your match of the week? Um, I went for um, Jerry Lynn versus Cash. Um, I thought out of the two Jerry Lynn matches, that was my my personal favourite. Um, I thought the RVD versus Devon match was good, but firstly, we've seen it and we've seen it, and we've seen it. And secondly, um, as we said, the kind of the weird gubbins at the end kind of took a little bit of the, the sheen off for me. Um, I, I'm really enjoying the confident and, um, aggressive Jerry Lynn. 
Um, I'm really enjoying kind of him going for it. And when he's got a dance partner like Cash, who, who you know, can make it, uh, you know, look something special. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it got a good outcome. I agreed. I think that's, um, I think that's probably the best choice. So I think it makes a lot of sense to go with that one. If you want to get involved in the conversation, you can do at underscore sports arena on Instagram or Twitter. Obviously we're always talking things extreme. We're looking at that hashtag ECW for what people are doing. There's a good chance you'll see a like and a retweet from us. Obviously tag us in anything extreme. We always love that, but we do sort of keep an eye on the current product as well. So we sort of mention anything and retweet bits that we find interesting with that sort of stuff. It's always worth keeping an eye on. Now, no spoilers, but I've heard you've got um, a new ending for the show. Yep, we'll, we'll, we'll try it. We're workshopping it. We'll see how it works. But here we go. Just like RVD, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>